Okay. I hope there is not a whole lot of background noise, because that would not be right there. That's background noise. Anyway, sorry that it's been a while, Queer Steak. I've had this episode prepared for over a month, and then, you know, I got busy, and I kept forgetting to put it up, and I'm sure y'all know how it goes. So, please don't be too mad at me. Uh, this episode features Lori. I met Lori after she responded to a request I made via USGA Idaho to meet with queer BYUI members last October. We met in the basement activities area of her apartment complex, and she wore a very comfortable looking Kigurumi. And if you're not familiar with Kigurumis, they're basically um, animal onesies, uh, usually made of fleece, very warm. I recommend that you buy one. And I'm honestly surprised that nobody walked into the basement while we were recording. Thankfully, you can't hear the recording, but it was something like internally I was very nervous about the entire time because for that whole trip, I'd been having a, a very difficult time finding places to record. This is another short one. I promise the next episode will be a lot longer to make up for the past few episodes. Enjoy. You're feeling confident? Mm -hmm. Yeah? Okay. You sure? Yeah. It's okay if you're not. No. No? Yeah? Yeah. Okay, cool. Hey, um, this is Mika. And this is Lori. Uh, currently, we are in the activity room. Is that what it's called? Activity room? I mean, we call it the lounge. The lounge? Yeah. Um, of... One of the apartment complexes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, how do we know each other? Where do we know each other from? Um, Queer Steak. Yeah? That's pretty much it. <laughs> you have stories for me. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> well, you know what? I'll take them. Okay. Yeah, just, just tell me. I'm excited. Okay, so, um... Hi, I'm asexual. I don't, and I mean, for anybody who hasn't heard before or whatever, it literally means no sexual attraction to anybody. And that's just how it goes. Um, and with some wiggly hand motions for romantic attraction for myself, but that's a, that's a weird gray area right now. Um, but it's, I mean, you know, I figured it out about five years, six years ago, roughly. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm, I not, really don't care about seeing anybody in a sexy way. Mm -mm. I'm just kind of like, I'm also an artist. And so for me, a body is a body is a body, and I'm just kind of like, okay, you have skin and <laughs> hair and some form of genitals going on that I don't care about. And I'm just kind of like, sweet, you have a body. Um, that also partially comes from uh, my the religious perspective, um, because as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, um, there is the belief that we all chose to come to this earth by following Christ's plan. And therefore, we received a body. So for me, another part of the whole body thing is you chose in your pre-mortal existence um, to come to earth and get a body. And so sweet, 
you chose to come to Earth and get a body. <laughs> you're, you're not some amorphous being that did not get a body. So, um, so I mean, the, there's, there's those things. Um, I, before I had the terminology for it, I had the first inkling of, you know, non-sexual whatnot. Golly, sometime, sometime when I was like 12, I don't know. I'm almost 30. <laughs> Woohoo! Um, I am too. Oh, yay. Yeah. High five. Um, my mom and I, we were talking about birth control because, I mean, I, I was kind of curious. She was taking it. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I'll ever really need birth control because I was thinking in my mind, I was like, yeah, I really don't want to do anything with future spouse. Mm-mm. And I kind of <laughs> don't exactly want kids. Um, and my mom is just kind of like, yeah, you might change your mind when you're married. And I'm just kind of like, no. <laughs> And, and for Seth to change my mind to get married. That, well, I want to get married. It's like I, I actively want to date. I want mm-hmm. to be married. And but that, that goes into the the gray, romantic. Yeah, area. yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. And, and and so it's it's not a I don't want to have a spouse. I I do intend to be married in the temple, personally. Um, and and so as a woman, I would have a male spouse. But I mean, my mom's just kind of like, mm-hmm, you'll you'll change your mind, and I'm just kind of like, no, not really. <laughs> now, ironically enough, for other medical reasons, I do take a birth control now. But it is, but it's like I am a single lady. I am not taking birth control to not get pregnant. <laughs> um, which which just makes it funny for me and somewhat ironic. So my parents still don't know. My brothers and my brother's wife uh, and one of her siblings, uh, they know. And then the dozens of friends that I have that actually, you know, care, uh, (laughs) they know as well. Um, I'm kind of terrified to tell my dad only because he's staunchly Republican but then, you know, both my parents have made jokes about trans people and jokes about gay people and all that jazz. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, I don't know how they would feel knowing that I am part of the giant overarching queer community. Furthermore, that most of my friends are not straight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just kind of like... Yeah, so they still don't know, and right now I'm still financially dependent on them, and so it's like, unless it really comes to it, I really don't intend on telling them. It's like, it's, it's okay for my brothers to know. It's, it's okay for, for my peers to know. But the, the thought of telling my parents is absolutely terrifying because I don't want to be disowned. I love my parents. They are so great. But it's absolutely terrifying to, you know, you, you hear stories of people in the church and it, it, it's either one way or it's another. Well, actually, it's more like three ways. It's, okay, 
I'm going to disown you, or okay, we're never going to talk about it again, or okay, we completely accept you and we'll support you in all you do. And while everybody would like that last one, we all know that it doesn't always happen that way in any community, not, not just the, uh, the Latter-day Saint community. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you, like you mentioned, like the gray area with the, the romantic. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have an example of like someone you did feel some inkling of romantic feelings for? Yeah, I mean. <sighs> well, I guess also, let's, what, what would be the difference between um, asexual and aromantic? Okay, well, I mean, asexual, as I explained before, is lack of sexual attraction. Meanwhile, aromantic is lack of romantic attraction. Um, So, I mean, you know, you can be aromantic without being asexual. And I mean, like, you could be a hypersexual aromantic and it's just kind of like sex is just a thing that you do and there's no romance attached to it. Mm -hmm. Um, Meanwhile, you know, asexual and and romantic, you know, you'd be all lovey-dovey with your chosen partner and you but you don't it's like you don't find them attractive by their body or or uh things like that or you know you don't do the sex (laughs) 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 you you don't do that um and and it really varies from person to person because there's there's a whole like mishmash and spectrum of asexuality and aromanticism and it, it goes, you know, from sex repulsed to just, nah, I don't want to do anything with a significant other. Or, you know, I'm willing to do things, but, you know, I still don't find them attractive in this way. And, you know, things like that. It, it really it differs from person to person. Um, I actually generally use asexual just because... Um, Demisexual is more of what I identify, and demi is more where you are attracted by um, by somebody's personality, and that's a, I mean you know for me that's a big important thing. I'm just and so I mean for me I'm just kind of like yeah again you have a body but I don't care. <laughs> it's like if you're a smart person or a good person, or a whatever person, I'm looking more to that. And so, I mean, that's closer to what demisexual is, but a lot of times it's just easier to say asexual and be done with it, or else say queer and be extra done with it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, the, the aromanticism and whatnot is just kind of a... Uh, like, again, big wiggly hand motion... Um, and you just, you don't feel romantically attracted to people. You're just kind of like, yeah, that's a nice person. They're aesthetically pleasing, but that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, that, that's why it's a big wiggly hand motion for me is because I'm just kind of like, yeah, you're, you're really aesthetically pleasing, but that's about it. <laughs> it's like, you look good in pictures, but your personality is junk. <laughs> I've, I've met people like that. Ooh, boy. Um, 
And I mean, yeah, I've had a couple people where I'm just kind of like, I would love to cuddle with you forever. Mm-hmm. But it's something that's never worked out. Mm-hmm. And, and that's okay. Uh, can you tell me about your favorite person of those? <laughs> so, um... <laughs> my... Oh, gosh. I have to think of which one is my favorite. Um, <laughs> okay, so my two best friends, Terry and Sarah. We, they are, they're back home in my hometown. And they, um, I've known Terry for about 10 years. I've known Sarah for... Well, actually, no, I've known Terry for like 12 years. I've known Sarah for about 8 years. And the three of us, we actually just kind of all clicked together in in like the same amount of emotional support, fan fandom stuff and general morals. <laughs> um and they're they're not LDS. Um but like these are the two people that I can always call and like they'll pick up. Um if I'm ever over at their house and you know it's cuddle time. It's just kind of like, okay, get in here, Lori, and I'm just kind of like, yes. <laughs> um, and and I just I love them so much, and I miss them a lot because, again, they're like two of my best friends. We've been known as a trio, specifically within the rest of our friend group for, like six, seven years now, um, because it's always the three of us, or it was always the three of us before I came to college. But um, yeah. No, basically those two. I miss them a lot. <laughs> so with the, the, the gray romantic area, mm-hmm. you'd say like gray area biromantic? Demi-pan. Demi-pan, okay. okay. Yeah, th- yeah. That, that's kind of the closest thing that I, to put a label on it would be demi-pan. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of, you know, I can love anybody. <laughs> as long as you're a good person. Because, <laughs> let's face it, usually if the person's not a good person, it's really hard to love them. Which, it can be really hard to love some people. I mean, even, you know, just a general love. Not not even a platonic or a romantic love. Just a yes love. I mean, <laughs> like, like, I love you because you're a human being person and you're here yeah Uh, I've experienced that yeah no I I have to (laughs) Um, but no like platonic romance is really important to me it's like telling your friends that that you love them and them telling that in return and and you know being up for hugs with them and things like that it's like I, I love telling my friends that I love them because I really do. Uh, recently, after uh, President Oaks's talk, his uh, his Saturday talk, um, I actually posted on my Facebook, and I was just kind of like, "Hey, everybody, I love you. Despite everything, I love you." Period. Mm-hmm. And. A lot of them are just kind of like, oh, I love you too. Or, you know, they just liked the status with the heart. And, and I mean, you know, that feels good. And 
So just like, you know, reaffirming to my friends, no, I love you no matter what. And I mean, you know, as long as you're not a bad person, which <laughs> my friends aren't. I, I, if they are, I cut them out very quickly. I, I don't stand for that at all. It's a good skill to have. Yeah. I had to develop it, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like to think I'm good at that. But someone told me once, like, hey, you seem pretty good at just, like, stopping with the, the people you don't like, like, just yeah. keeping them away, taking them out quickly. Mm-hmm. That was a while ago, so I could have developed some bad habits since then. <laughs> yeah. And that was just one person, so mm. they could have been wrong. Yeah. No, it's, it's actually been a long time since I've made bad friends. Like, there's actually one person here that I know who is a bad friend. She is just mm-mm. But I've never friended her on Facebook because I'm like you're not my worth my time. You're yeah. not worth my energy. And I have seen her all of twice this semester. And that was like in passing so not even talking with her. And oh it's so refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds mean and petty. But it is refreshing. I don't think that's mean or petty. Like, there, there is that great feeling when there's just someone you don't need to acknowledge anymore. Yeah. Like, even if it's just a professor that you didn't like. Oh, gosh. Um, ex-friend, your mortal enemy. Mm-hmm. Pretty it's, much. It's nice. It's that weight off your shoulders. Oh, yeah. Off yeah. your chest. Yeah. No. Unfortunately, her roommate, apparently she's gotten worse, so... Uh, <laughs> next topic. <laughs> um, so you said you came out to your brothers? Yeah. Um, how many brothers do you have? I have two brothers. Did you come out to them to, well, they're together or separate? Separate, actually. Um, so my youngest brother, he likes to be more socially aware, even though he has some really interesting ideas about the world, and I'm... Sometimes I'm just kind of like, okay, you're crazy, but and and kind of push that away. But I mean, you know, he's my brother. I still love him. Um, no, he he was like, hey, Lori, want to go and like get some pizza and sit and chat because we haven't done that in a while. Um, now, fun backstory: all all me and my siblings, we we were all up here. My middle brother and his wife and kids they moved recently. Um, but we've all been in Rexburg for the last two years all together. Excuse me. Um, but so my youngest brother uh, picks me up, we go and get pizza, and I just get that burning in my chest from the spirit saying, tell your brother that you're queer. And, <laughs> and so I, I told him and he was like, oh, okay. And like, because he likes to be more socially aware, I didn't really have to explain it to him, which was really refreshing. Um, the only explanation that I did was the joke about the nun who is, you know, teaching a class and she sees a boy walk by and it's like, ooh, God did some fine work on that child. And all the students are flabbergasted and in awe that, you know, a nun would say such a thing and she just responds and it's like well I can look at the menu I just can't order and and, and I mean you know, that, that's kind of how it is 
But I mean, you know, I look at the menu and I try to order, but that doesn't always work. <laughs> it's like, um, ooh, sorry, we're out of that in the kitchen. Basically. And I'm just kind of like, oh, man. No substitutions. Sorry. Man. <laughs> And, and, and so, I mean, you know, that, that's how that went, and, and that was really good. Um, then we, then the, then telling my middle brother and his wife and her sister, because she, her sister was over at the house, um, we were just standing and talking, and they kind of made a derogatory gay joke, and... I'm, you know, standing there just kind of, and, uh, and so I just go and tell him, and I'm just kind of like, hey, I am a sexual member, I'm part of the LBGTQIA community, and, um, I'd really appreciate it if you guys wouldn't joke about that, because that's not cool, that's not fun that's really demeaning to yourself and anybody else that you may be around who identifies other than straight. I mean, <laughs> so that's how that happened. And we've never really talked about it since then. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they, they know my personal intentions of, you know, going through the temple and being married I, I've gone through the temple but being married in the temple eternally to whatever spouse may come by um, and and uh, you know doing that so <laughs> ideally do you think you'll find um, another ace like yeah an ace spouse I mean that'd be really cool mm. but I'm not, you know, booking on that since we're in good old Rexburg, Idaho. Um, <laughs> yeah, just the dating apps yeah. for the queer community are very sad. Well, I don't touch the dating apps for the queer community anyway. Right, but like just to confirm your... Yeah, yeah no, like I it's... just... <laughs> yeah, no, the, I mean here, especially in general, any... Queer dating is like near empty. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd imagine that you have to go at least to Idaho Falls to get anybody else. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I don't know, and I mean, you know, it's it's definitely a discussion that'll come up if I. And feeling, you know, that a relationship is going to where we'd be exclusively dating. I'd be like, hey, if we're going to exclusively date and if this leads to, you know, future marriage or whatever, you got to know this first. Because mm -hmm. it's like, this can make or break for some people. I mean, you know, obviously it won't make or break for me. But, like, I wouldn't want to, you know, have a guy that is expecting general heteronormativity <laughs> um, in his relationship with me. And then, you know, come to find out wedding night, oh no, I don't want to because I'm this and, and whatnot. It's, it's definitely a 
a thing that I would need to talk about with him and uh, just be like, hey, yo, this might not ever happen. And if it does happen, it might be under certain circumstances or whatnot. And I mean, there's also the fact of kind of with the asexuality, I don't want to physically have my own kids. I want to adopt and I want to like adopt families. So it's not like I don't want to be a mother. I just don't want to bear my own children. The body dysphoria on that is scary enough. Um, <laughs> other than all the potential health complications with it and just, mm -mm. um, so I mean, you know, that's another thing that I get to discuss with them. It's just kind of like, this might not happen. I'd rather, you know, us go and adopt and have a family that way and things like that. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> Indeed. Is your Kikurumi a horse? Yes, it is. Uh, do you like horses? I, um, my Chinese zodiac is a horse. Okay. Um, so. Mine is too. It depends. Because I was born in January of 1990. Oh, yeah. And so if you go by the Chinese calendar, I'm a snake. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you go by the American zodiac calendar, the horse. Yeah. No, you're more likely a snake then. Mm -hmm. I mean, you'd have to check the exact date, but mm -hmm. you're more likely a snake. Um, I like your Kikurumi. I had a dinosaur one. Nice. And a few years ago, I built a city out of cardboard. And, and you destroyed it? Yep, I recorded it too. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I posted it to Tumblr. Oh, wonderful. A long time ago though. It, yeah, uh, yeah. But then when I moved, um, when I moved all my stuff to my parents' house and then went to Chicago, I, I lost it. Oh no. I don't know what happened to it. Oh no. And I'm depressed because for one, it costs like 50 bucks. Yeah. These things aren't cheap. They're 100% fleece. And <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I would like another one, but I'm not going to get another dinosaur. That would be disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah, I should get something else. <laughs> I should get like a bat or something and destroy another cardboard city. <laughs> <laughs> they have bats. Um, I think they do, yeah. yeah they or do. an owl. It'll just be a giant owl. Oh, yeah, owls work. Or a seagull. I don't think they have a seagull one. They should. Um, they should, but... Seagull raw. <laughs> That's, um, oh god, that's a, so, um, Pioneer Day, the holiday, mm -hmm. uh, my friends and I, we love it, <laughs> and we turned it into a three-day holiday. Oh no. So first is Pioneer Day, mm -hmm. where you get the fireworks. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Love fireworks. Mm -hmm. Then, next, is the Donner Party, <laughs> where you make a dummy out of clothes and stuff its belly full of sandwiches. Oh my god. Or food. You go for a small hike, and you make up a scene from the Donner Party. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and then the third day is Seagull Appreciation Day, where, Good. like, really late at night, you put blankets over your head and flashlight under your chin, and you tell a story about the seagull, like, to go with the one where the seagulls yeah. ate the crickets, and you make your own story. Oh, no. And in my story, um, Godzilla came up from the Great Salt Lake to <laughs> battle, and then Seagull Ra came to <laughs> defeat Godzilla. It said, send him back to, to Japan. <laughs> that's incredible. There were some great ones. That's, that's beautiful. Oh. No, it's like, I, I live like an hour and a half away from the coast of the Gulf of Mexico. And so, you know, seeing seagulls where there's no large bodies of actual water. Because, mm. let's face it, you kind of don't count the salt lake. 
It's fair. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, there are even seagulls out here from time to time, and I'll hear them, and I'm just kind of like, why? <laughs> why are there seagulls? Accurate. Yeah, I mean, this is four hours away from Salt Lake. Why are there seagulls out here? <laughs> what is the migration pattern of a seagull? I have no idea. Like, why, how do they find themselves out All here? All that we know is that they don't carry coconuts. <laughs> uh, um, on that note, if you could pair this with anything, um, I would pair this with a heavy dose of cynicism. Okay. Yeah. Just like, um, would you like inject that cynicism into this, or would you have it like in a, in a glass, whiskey around, poured on top like a gravy? Um, a martini glass. Okay. With hmm. Please don't say an olive. Oh, you, no. Thank you. Olives are gross. No, um, probably with frozen mango. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh-huh. I'm into it. Yeah, a, a martini glass with frozen mango and a light cinnamon sugar on the rim. Okay. And, and a heavy dose of cynicism. And, yeah, the cynicism <laughs> balance everything out. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so thank you. Thank you for being here You're at your place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just how it worked out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Mika. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, thank you, Lori, for sitting down and having a chat with me. Thanks to Britton for the podcast image and the Facebook banner. Um, and thank you to Pink Pocket Squares for the use of their song, Tainted Rhythm. Uh, and did you know, in the show notes, I list terms that people who did not grow up Mormon might not know, uh, complete with links. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I'll see you all again real soon. Tainted, follow that 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 tainted,